Hello and welcome to Take Cover Seattle Storm podcast, your source for game analysis and news with your host, Andrew McDonald. Welcome to Take Cover. It's the Seattle Storm podcast. And in this episode, we will be dealing with the game versus the Phoenix Mercury on Wednesday, the 11th of May. So, as we always like to do, we like to have a little overview of what we're going to have a little discussion before we get started into it. So, first of all, we'll have a look at the Phoenix Mercury itself, what's been going on over there. Then, like we did for the last episode with Becky Hammond, we're going to have a quick look at Vanessa Nygaard, who is the first-year head coach for the Phoenix Mercury. Then we'll get stuck into the game itself and get into the nitty-gritty and all the juiciness that goes along with that. Then we'll round off with a nice summary of the game and what some of the things that we could take away for it and what some of the things that the Storm could focus on for the next game. So, let's get started then. Mario Kart starting theme. did did did. Do let's get started right into it. So, the main story about the Phoenix Mercury for this season, for people that don't know, is that the star player Brittany Griner is currently detained in Russia. And it was recently stated by the US government that she was wrongfully detained. And what's so fantastic about what the WNBA has done for this season is that there's tributes to Brittany Griner throughout the whole of the arenas everything says bg42 on the sides of the court to give tribute to her and we just hope of course that the situation resolves itself sooner rather than later and that britney manages to get back home as soon as possible Another thing that's happened with the Phoenix Mercury, of course, is that they were quite aggressive during the off-season, and they added to the roster, who did the add, was Tina Charles from the Washington Mystics, as well as Diamond DeShields from the Chicago Sky. As the commentators will always remind you as well, Chicago Sky championship team from last season. So... We have all this going on with Brittany Grinder as well as we have the additions of Tina Charles and Diamond of Shields going on for the Phoenix Mercury. Next, let's get stuck a little bit into the history of Vanessa Nygaard, who she is and what she's all about and what she's going to bring to the team. So, for Vanessa Nygaard then, she's a first year head coach of the Phoenix Mercury. She was an ex-player herself who played in 1999 Cleveland Rockers from 2000 to 2001 for the Portland Fire, 2002 for Miami Soul, and 2003 for the Los Angeles Sparks. So as well as we just recently had a big thing on Twitter as well, and asking for which teams would everybody like to come back? Would it be the Houston Comets and so forth? Would it be Miami Soul? Would it be Portland Fire and so forth? We have all that excitement because of the 
announcement of a possible expansion and looking to expand into at least two more teams to the WNBA. So hooray for that news on a side note. So we have Vanessa as an ex-player herself. Then she goes and gets her coaching reps, as we like to say. Her coaching experience, coaching background. Where does she do that? She does it for some university and high school teams. And specifically, the key one is that she's the head coach for Windward School, which is an independent school in Los Angeles. And she coached them to three state titles in 2013, 2017 and 2018. And then she was assistant coach for the Las Vegas Aces in 2021. So we have all this fantastic pedigree of a championship winning coach coming into the Phoenix Mercury. And we've got a great quote from an interview done by 12 News on YouTube. A little clip with her talking all about exactly what she's going to be bringing to the Phoenix Mercury. As it says here, I lean heavily on my experience as a former player. I've had every role a starter, a bench player, a player who doesn't go in the game. I know what that feels like, so I'm going to use these skills to support the players. And then, with all my experience as a coach, I'm going to pull out all the plays. And ones that hopefully haven't been seen in the W, which is of course W for WNBA, for long so hopefully i'll be able to pull out things people haven't seen so excitement there coming in and of course vanessa nightguard what can we take away from that little snippet as well focusing upon her own personal background as a player and adjusting her own experience to the different various roles of the players on the team as well as using all the sauciness you could have as a coach to beat the other teams through plays they haven't seen fantastic so then we have a nice little article from az central by jenna ortiz as well and we get all this fantastic player focused and player centric role that vanessa nygaard has for the phoenix mercury as skylar diggins smith says it's great that she has experience in this league as a player. I was really pleased with the staff that she put together. The great thing about it is is that she's not really trying to change us as individual players and she's been really open to some of the things that work well for us. It's a lot of questions and a lot of dialogue, but that's what you need early right now so it seems like an absolutely fantastic situation going on in the coaching situation for the phoenix mercury with really vanessa nygaard trying to allow every different player to develop in their own way and flourish in their own given way fantastic so then we get into the game itself versus the Phoenix Mercury and as soon as he saw the news for the game it was like getting a kick straight in the teeth ouch need to go to the dentist help 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 because the big news for the game was that Brianna Stewart 
Stewie was out with COVID protocol as well as we had Epiphany Prince out with COVID protocol as well. So that was a big shocker, a big, oh, please, no, 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 no. But of course, these things happen. COVID is very much still a thing, and we're just going to have to deal with these things as they turn up. The other thing that, of course, is big for the roster news is that for the Phoenix Mercury, they've added back to their rosters Brianna Turner and Diamond Shields after they've come back from their overseas commitments. And they had a great impact, of course, in the game that was played. So, big crunch question, of course, for this game is, we had a loss of Stewie. Stewie was one of the big key offensive players, especially last game versus the Aces, when everybody else was struggling. Also, Epiphany Prince was great oh, coming off the bench, having a direct impact in the last game versus the Aces as well. So, the key crux question, the big elephant in the room for this, this whole game is, who are the players that are going to step up and need to step up even more since Stewie is out? Who are going to be the role players that are going to come in off the bench and really excel, will that happen? And who are the people that are going to be turning to the big stars for this game? Is that going to happen? So, we get into the starting lineups for the game. We have the Storm for Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd, Gabby Williams, Jantel Lavender, Ezzy Magmagor. Then for the Mercury, we have Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Shay Petty, Brianna Turner, and Tina Charles. So now let's get stuck into the first quarter. What exactly happened straight off the bat was that the Storm struggled offensively. They were only shooting 22.2% from the floor, which is 4 out of 10, in contrast to Phoenix's shooting percentage, which was 42.9 or 6 out of 14 shots. All 18 points for the Storm came from four three-pointers and six free throws. And of course, the big thing that happened in the first quarter was really a big heart skipping moment but where that moment that you don't want to have watching a game where suddenly you have the news that Stewie's out then suddenly what happens is Jewel goes looks like she goes into a screen and bangs up her shoulder she goes lies on the floor in pain and then she has to go to the back for some medical help and then to, that was just the kick square again in the teeth all over again. And we're just saying, no, please, no, we've lost Stewie. We can't lose Jewel. Please, can this get any worse? And thankfully, it didn't in respect to the roster because Jewel managed to come back towards the end of the quarter. And then she rounded off with an absolutely fantastic three-point buzzer beater right at the end of the first quarter. It was also a strong defensive quarter for the Storm with 15 rebounds, six offensive and nine defensive, four for Jantel Lavender, three for Jewel Lloyd, three for Ezzy. 
In contrast, we had the Mercury with 10 rebounds, just 10 defensive rebounds, as well as the Mercury Skylar Diggins-Smith having a tough quarter when she had three passes stolen from Janta Lavender, Brianne January and Stephanie Talbot. So despite only shooting 22% from the floor, the Storm actually has the small marginal lead of two points at the end of the quarter, with the score being Storm 18 and Mercury at 16. So then this leads us into the second quarter for really one of the key things that happens is this is when the Phoenix Mercury starts to pull away. The Mercury outscore the Storm by 10 points in the quarter. The box score for the quarter is the Mercury's 23 to Storm's 13. The Storm offensive struggles continue. And just watching the game, you're just like, please, just one of these buckets go in, please. The Storm shooting at 33.3%, 6 out of 18, whilst as the Phoenix Mercury shooting at 57.1%, 8 out of 14, as well as they're missing a lot of shots for the Storm inside the arc, which is just inside the three-point line. And apart from one three-pointer from Jewel Lloyd, all the other 10 points in the quarter were made in the paint. So the Mercury then ends that quarter with a 10-2 run, and the quarter itself ends with the Mercury up at 39 points to the Storm being at 31. So then we go into the third quarter, which started off really hot in terms of shooting. The shooting was just really just awesome thing to see at the start of the third. We had a three from Diana Tarasi, a three from Sue Bird, Brianna Turner with a layup, Jewel driving layup, Jewel three-pointer, and a Sophie Cunningham three all to start off the third quarter. So absolutely amazing shooting start from both teams to start off straight away. As well as it was a big quarter for the Mercury's Tina Charles with 14 points. She was playing absolutely amazing. She hit three out of three three-point shots as well as she hit an amazing hook shot in the quarter as well. Kind of reminiscent of where you see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just hitting those hook shots. Fantastically, Tina Charles hitting in one of those as well. And then, not only do we have Tina Charles have an amazing quarter, we have Diana Tarasi drawing a lot of fouls on Storm players and making really her presence felt with great passes to players in the paint. Then, what started off, of course, is great for the Storm with rebounding, out-rebounding the Mercury, then... In the third quarter, the Mercury overtook the Storm for rebounding, with the Mercury getting seven rebounds to the Storm's four. But defensively, there were some good interceptions from the Storm, two by Jewel and one by Ezzy, to try and keep the Storm in it. The third quarter also was kind of interesting, as a stat is said by the commentary team as well, that both teams scored 32 points, in the third quarter and both teams shot better than 50% so the Storm shot 61.1% and the Mercury shot 66.7% and also it was a quarter that had really high assist numbers with 10 assists for the Mercury and 8 assists for the Storm then another amazing buzzer beater 
for the end of the third from Tina Charles to wrap up. So two amazing buzzer beaters that happened in the game. Of course, most games you're happy if you just get one amazing buzzer beater. But this game, of course, we're just spoiled with two. Then we go into the fourth quarter with the Storm struggling just offensively again. Can't catch up to the lead for the Mercury. And the Storm's fourth quarter percentage field goal being at 35.3%, 6 out of 17. The Mercury's fourth quarter field goal percent at 58.8%, 10 out of 17. As well as we had a big quarter in the fourth from Skylar Diggins-Smith at eight points. And there's a great sequence in the fourth for Skylar Diggins-Smith as well. She intercepted a pass from Jewel that was gone to Ezzy, and then that led to a really great fast break score by Diamond to Shields for the Mercury. So, as we went through the whole game as well, one of the things that keeps on coming up as well, all the offensive struggles that we have for the Storm, and nobody can get going, and really it's just marginally the defense keeping us in there just barely holding on by the skin of our teeth, as I'd like to say. Overall, from that, that's reflected into the scores themselves when we come to the overall summary of the game. With only three Storm players over 10 points, we had Jewel Lloyd, 26 points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals. Sue Bird having a cracking game at 14 points, one rebound, six assists, two steals. And Ezzy Magmigor, 11 points, five rebounds, two steals, and one block. So as with the Las Vegas Aces game, it was really hard for the Storm to get really the whole team involved and the whole team going. And it was really only Jewel that was the one that was keeping us mostly in it by herself. In contrast to this, we see the incredible amount of scoring that happened with the Mercury with four other starters over 10 points. Tina Charles, 22 points, 11 rebounds, two assists. Diana Tarasi, 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, two blocks. Shea Paddy, 10 points, one rebound, six assists, four steals. As well as it has to be mentioned, Shea Paddy did a couple of cracking interception steals on Sue Bird that happened in the one in the first and then one in the second. She played Sue really well. And then rounding off for the starters for the Mercury, we have Skylar Diggins-Smith at 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists, two steals, one block. And then coming off the bench for the Mercury, we have Diamond Shields at 12 points and four assists. So what I thought is interesting to do at this point as well is to have a comparison between this game versus the Mercury and the previous game versus the Las Vegas Aces. So the Storm's field goal percentage overall for the game was 38%, which was only a very minimal improvement from the game versus the Aces because what was that field goal percent previously is 35.5%. As well as the Storm's three-point percentage was at 393 
which is a bigger improvement, but still only just a little bit over the game versus the Aces, which was at 32.4%. But at least we can say for three-pointers, at least it's getting closer to that good number of 40% that we want to get towards. Also, another key thing for the game then is that the Storm was out-rebounded again. What started off, as we said, was really good for the rebound on the Storm, went away. And in the second half, really, the Mercury took over in the rebound in front. We got the Storm's 29 rebounds to the Mercury's 37 rebounds, which is the Storm's 9 offensive rebounds to Mercury's 5. But the key one, and the key crux is... Those defensive rebounds, the Storm is at 20, whilst the Mercury is at 32, which is comparable to the Aces game, where the Storm was out-rebounded on the defensive rebounds by 15. Of course, here versus the Mercury, they're out-rebounded defensively by 12. And again, another key point that was also mentioned on the broadcast was... The points in the paint and the mercury just loving to just drive in and score in the paint again the storm got outscored in points in the paint 26 points to seattle whilst as the phoenix mercury had 44 points but of course that didn't mean that this mercury just loved to run in transition all the time because they also made up some great mid-range shots as well and a nice thing i thought was great to say at this point is the shot charts is really interesting to look at for this game because if you look at the shot charts there's more mid-range taken for the mercury whilst the storm itself focused more on three pointers and points in the paint so what's maybe interesting here is maybe we can focus more on a more mid-range game coming into it from the storm and then rounding off as well, we have a fantastic quote from Sue Bird on the game from Percy Allen's article in the Seattle Times, which Sue says, the one thing I'm going to take away from this game is that regardless of the score and regardless of the play, we did stay together. I think it's a good sign because... There's no way to know when Stewie's joining the team again or when Piff is joining the team again. So this is it right now. A team that stays together and weathers these type of moments in storm laughs. <laughs> Regardless of the outcome, you can build on that. And that's what I'm taking away from this game. So exactly what we can say from what Sue says as well as Everybody's at least together in the boat, in the ship, trying to weather the storm all together. <laughs> of course, the pun intended. And everybody's there. And collectively, what's the, some of the positives that we can take away, at least, is that the storm still has a great defensive game. And it's really on the defensive side as well that you can hang the hat on for our, the team. Past as of course what needs to be worked on so much so at this point is the offensive side of things needing to get the offense going need to get people going overall collective team effort as we said in the last 
game versus the aces as well. We need more than just Jewel or just Dewey or just Jewel and Sue and so forth needing to get going. We need everybody going or at least our main starters and maybe a couple of people off the bench would be nice. As well as another thing for us to focus on is does defensive rebounds and stop getting out-rebounded on that front as well as clogging up the paint at times to stop those transition buckets that seem to happen where we're getting outscored on points in the paint. So, next game then. Dun, dun, dun. We have GOAT versus GOAT. Round 2 is going to happen all over again. Seattle Storm versus Phoenix Mercury the 14th of May, which I will hopefully see everybody the day after, and if not the day after, the day after that, <laughs> as I aim to try and get at least the episodes out at least one to two days after the game, given enough time. In the meantime, feel free to check me out on Twitter at SeattleStormPod, and feel free to drop me an email at my address, seattlestormpodcast at gmail.com feel free to ask any questions that you like or any good topics that you think would be nice to have a blather about as we like to say here in the UK and I will see everybody for the next game round two of goat versus goat sue versus diana against the mercury all over again